time for our scripture reading, and it will be found in Exodus 25, 1 through 9. Exodus 25, 1 through 9, and I invite you to stand as we read God's word. Exodus 25, 1 through 9. Then the Lord spoke to Moses, saying, Speak to the children of Israel that they, may, they bring me an offering. From everyone who gives it willingly with the heart, you shall take my offering. And this is the offering which you shall take from them, gold, silver, and bronze, blue, purple, and scarlet thread, fine linen and goat's hair, ram skins dyed red, badger skins and acacia wood, oil for the light and spices for the anointing oil and for the sweet incense, onyx stones and stones to be inset in the ephod and in the breastplate, and let them make me a sanctuary that I may dwell among them according to all that I show you. That is the pattern of the tabernacle and the pattern of all its furnishings, just so you, sh you, you shall make it. May God add a blessing to the reading of his word. Pastor, hope it's all yours. Please be I or good afternoon now. Uh, Want to welcome you to the Middletown Portland Church, and uh, there's a little bit of an edge to the microphone. We just want to. Bring it down there, Kyle. Thank you so much. want to also welcome our online audience. Uh, we really appreciate you joining us, whether you're watching it live or whether you're seeing this uh, delayed on another day. We really appreciate your presence and being part of this community. And so please tell your friends about this service. If they're looking for spiritual enrichment, you can actually... Uh, it's kind of faded there on the screen, well on that screen I don't see it over there. But over here, if you would like to hear more messages like this, you can go to our website, MiddletownPortlandSDA.org, you may be watching there right now. Or you can also find some other messages that are not part of the weekly uh, Sabbath services on a personal YouTube channel called Path of Prophecy and you can find exclusive content there. So I just want to encourage you to, to go there for future spiritual enrichment. So before we begin, let's start with a word of prayer. Father God, we want to thank you for this opportunity to gather and to worship you in freedom and in the beauty of holiness. It's my prayer that the blessing and the power of your Holy Spirit would be with us as we open your word, we pray that our hearts would be open to you and that you would hear this prayer and anoint our ears that we would be able to hear your word and that you would anoint these lips so that they would effectively proclaim your word. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. If you are lonely, listen to this. Anybody ever been lonely before? Yeah, it's, it's just part of the experience of life. We've all experienced it at one time or another. And the really, one of the reasons why we get lonely 
or really uh, backing up, is that one of the most challenging experiences of the human experience is to go into the unknown and to do it by yourself, right? Wouldn't that be frightful, possibly? It could be quite challenging. Well, here's something, a statistic that's out there. This was uh, published in May of this year. The new Surgeon General Advisory raises alarm about the devastating impact of the epidemic of loneliness and isolation in the United States. Now, can you imagine that? We live in a country of 320 million people, and yet we are facing an epidemic of loneliness. How, pray tell, is that even possible that among so many people in our own individual worlds, our own little private Idaho, that we are actually lonely at heart. But that's the truth. That's the sad reality that we are in. And uh, is there a way out? Is there an escape? Well, that's a question that the children of Israel were asking when they were slaves in Egypt. They were slaves there for 430 years, the Bible tells us. And the, um, in their uh, experience, they were oppressed by Pharaoh. And Exodus chapter 12, verse 40 says, The sojourn of the children of Israel who lived in Egypt was 430 years. They were held captive there beyond their will. And they were oppressed and they were forced into labor by Pharaoh himself. But God did something miraculous for the children of Israel. He raised up a leader by the name of Moses. And he used Moses, and Moses cooperated with God in bringing about the deliverance of the children of Israel from Egyptian slavery. Amen? And so in that escape from Egypt, the Lord did another miraculous thing. And it says here in Exodus chapter 31, verses 21 and 22, it says, The Lord went before them by day in a pillar of cloud to lead the way, and by night in a pillar of fire to give them light, so as to go by day and by night. So the beauty of what God did was that He provided His presence to go with the children of Israel as they exited Egypt. The passage goes on to say, He did not take away the pillar of cloud by day or the pillar of fire by night from before the people. So the reality of it is that when they left Egypt, when they left their experience of 430 years of bondage, and they went into the unknown, they didn't go alone. They actually went with the very presence of God. God was with them day and night. And when the night ended and the next day began, God was with them. And when that day ended and the night began, God was with them. God was with them day and night before His people. 
But God went into the unknown with the children of Israel because God is faithful. Amen? That's why he did it. He promised that he would be with his people, and he was with them. God was faithful to his promise. And so that brings us to our scripture reading here in Exodus chapter 25, beginning in verses 1 and 2. It says, Then the Lord spoke to Moses, saying, Speak to the children of Israel, that they bring me an offering from everyone who gives it willingly with his heart, you shall take my offering. Now, when the children of Israel left Egypt, God was going before them in a pillar of cloud to provide shade for them by day as they traversed through the desert regions. And at night, when it got dark out there in the desert, there were no street lights. There were no car headlights on their ox carts or anything like that. There was nothing but the dark of the night. Oh, they had the stars. And I'm sure they were just spectacular. But there were also creatures of the night out there. And I'm sure it might have frightened some of the children. But with God's presence there, that pillar of fire always there, I'm sure a mom or a dad was able to encourage that young child and say, listen, we're not alone. God is with us. His presence goes before us. <clears throat> but God wanted to do something very special with his people. And so he asked for Moses to take up an offering from the people. And it was a specific offering. It wasn't an offering of money alone. It was an offering of material goods. And here's what it says. It says that when the, just backing up, that when the children of Israel exited Egypt, they were instructed to take up this offering. And here's what it says. This is the offering that you shall take from them. You shall take gold and silver and bronze, blue, purple, and scarlet thread, fine linen, goat's hair, ram skins, dyed red, badger skins, and acacia wood. And that wasn't all. They were also instructed to take oil for the light as an offering and spices for the anointing oil and for the sweet incense, the onyx stones and the stones to be set in the ephod and the breastplate. Now here's something very interesting is that there's this appeal for an offering to be made. There's this appeal for a collection of material goods, gold, silver, and bronze, and thread, and, and uh, skins of animals that have been dyed red, and, and then oils, and oils to, to make them fragrant with spices. And we're really not told anything until this point in the passage that these stones, for example, were to be used for, to be set in the breastplate of the high priest. So all of this offering was not just a collection that was going to go in some back room somewhere. It was going to be used 
for a specific purpose. But are we told what that purpose is? Well, here's the thing. If you're lonely, <clears throat> you need to listen to this. If you're lonely, this message is for you. Because what the text is going to tell us is a grand truth that we all need to understand. And that's this. That God wants to dwell with His people. God wants to dwell with His people. What do you mean? Well, the passage goes on and it says this, And let them make me a sanctuary that I may dwell among them. Amen? You see, as I said, this offering had a specific purpose. It had a specific function. It was not just to be collected and then put aside. It was to be collected so that it could be used for a specific purpose. And the purpose was this. God wanted His people to make them a sanctuary. Why? Just to keep them busy in the desert so they didn't get into trouble? No. The reason He wanted them to make Him a sanctuary was so what? So that He could dwell with them. Amen? That, folks, is a revelation of the character of God. It reveals an aspect of God's character, that He wants to be with us. Amen? That ought to encourage us. That ought to uh, cheer us on the way. <clears throat> now listen, this is the promise that was given to the children of Israel when they left Egypt. He wanted to dwell amongst His people. And... The reason for this is because this actually is a foreshadowing of the gospel of Jesus Christ. You know, just a few moments ago I sang to you, what a friend we have in Jesus, right? And our opening hymn was number 183, I will sing of Jesus' love. And our closing hymn, in a few minutes, it's my hope that we will be able to sing this with confidence Number 186, I have found a friend, right? You see, the theme of today's message is all about Jesus, right? And how we can be His friend. We want to have a closer walk with God. Praise God. God wants to have a closer walk with us, amen? And the way that He wants to have that closer walk with us is by sending His Son, Jesus. In fact, this is what the Gospel of John tells us, John chapter 1, verse 14, and the Word became what? Flesh and dwelt among us, and we beheld His glory, the glory as of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. Amen? You see, folks, when Jesus came to this earth to dwell amongst men, to tabernacle with us, literally, the word means the, the Greek word there, they translate it as dwelt, and that's what it means. But it means to dwell or to tabernacle. This is a literally a fulfillment of what God was intending for the children of Israel back 
in Egypt when they left Egypt. He wanted to tabernacle with them then, and he wanted to do it back in the times when the gospel was written, when Jesus came for his earthly ministry, and he still wants to do it today. Amen? He wants to dwell with his people. Okay? And it reveals the faithfulness of God because the faithfulness of God met its fulfillment in this promise in the life and ministry of Jesus. Amen? Which is why, friends, if you're lonely, you need to listen to this, right? You need to listen to this. To our online audience, if you're lonely, you need to hear this message. Why? Well, here's what the text goes on to say. It says, And let them make me a sanctuary that I may dwell among them. According to what? All that I show you. That is, the pattern of the tabernacle and the pattern of all of its furnishings, just so you shall make it. What is taking place here is that God had instructed Moses to take up an offering from his people. And from that offering, they were instructed to make a sanctuary. But it wasn't just to be made in any sort of ramshackle, random way. It was to have a specific purpose and a specific intent. Because as God would dwell amongst his people, he would instruct them how to meet with him. Okay? And this instruction of how he was going to dwell and tabernacle with them was given according to a pattern. In other words, there was an account of divine revelation where God was revealing something to his people according to what he was showing them. He was showing them a pattern. And we'll talk about this in a few moments, what this pattern signifies for us today. Because even though we're talking about what happened 3,000 years ago, uh, 3,500 years ago, okay, in the time of Moses, it has an application on our lives today. Amen? It has an application. Amazingly so. And here's how it applies to us. In the Bible, the New Testament, in the book of Hebrews, it says this, But Christ came as high priest of the good things to come, with the greater and more perfect tabernacle not made with hands, that is, not of this creation. So what the Hebrew, the writer of Hebrews is saying is that after Christ came to this earth and after he ascended to heaven, he took on a new role. He was no longer just our sacrifice, which was accomplished at Calvary, but he was commissioned now to be our high priest, to intercede on our behalf forever. Okay? And he accomplishes this in a specific place, in the heavenly sanctuary. 
the heavenly dwelling place. This is the tabernacle or the pattern that was shown to Moses all those years ago by which uh, Moses and the children of Israel were to pattern that tabernacle. Now, did they get it exactly right? Well, they were in a desert and they had limited resources. They didn't have unlimited resources, but what was provided was sufficient to build what was necessary to provide those instructions for them in that particular setting in that condition. Do you understand? Okay? So they were given enough information by which to model this pattern or to build this model so that they could have this sanctuary and God could go with them wherever they went. Okay? But the text goes on to say in Hebrews, now it's Hebrews chapter 8, verses 1 and 2, and it says this. Uh, excuse me, I went backwards here. It says, now this is the main point of the things we are saying. We have such a high priest who is seated at the right hand of the throne of the majesty in the heavens, a minister of the sanctuary and of the true tabernacle, which the Lord erected and not man. What the Bible writer is telling us <clears throat> is that there is a sanctuary place in heaven, a dwelling place where God himself dwells, not made with human hands. But here's the thing. When God told Moses, let them build me a sanctuary that I may dwell with them, we need to remember this, that God not only wants to dwell with us, but he wants us to dwell with him. He wants us to dwell with him. You say, well, how can that be accomplished? Do we have to go up to heaven to do that? Well, the good news is that, no, you don't. The good news is that we dwell by faith in what God has said. God has said, this is where I'm at, and by faith, all you have to do is trust in what my word has said that I'm doing on your behalf. God is interceding in the life ministry of Jesus as our high priest right now even. The good news is, is that if I'm lonely, I can go to him by faith. I can talk to him as the hymn says. He walks with me and talks with me. Okay? And what's the last part of that verse? And tells me that I am his own. Thank you. Yes. Yes. See, by faith we dwell with him. All right? So if you're lonely, right, we need to listen to this. If we're lonely, we need to listen to this. Because here's the conclusion of the matter, folks, is that one day the world as we know it 
will no longer be. And I believe we're getting closer and closer to that day. And we want to be close with God. We want to prepare for that day, right? And so the way to prepare is to walk by faith now. Because that's how Enoch walked, right? Enoch walked by faith. And it came to a point in Enoch's life where God says, Enoch, just come home with me. I want you to be with me forever. And that's the way it is going to be with God's people. If we walk with him now by faith, there will come a point in time where the good Lord in his wisdom will say, the time is now. I've got to go get my children. I just want to be with them so badly. I want to be with them right now. Right? And he will come and get his people. Okay? And this is what that experience will be like once all this is over. John said, Then I, John, saw the holy city, New Jerusalem, coming down out of heaven from God, prepared as a bride adorned for her husband. And I heard a loud voice from heaven saying, Behold, the tabernacle of God is what? With men. The dwelling place of God is with men. This is what God always wanted. From the Garden of Eden, this was his dream, to dwell with Adam and Eve and all of their children that would come forth. But sin caused a separation, a disruption. And God had to send his son Jesus to bring about a resolution to that crisis. But there will come a point in time that God's people, as they walk by faith with Jesus in the here and now, that we are promised we will walk with him in the hereafter. Amen? He says, Behold, the tabernacle of God is with men, and he will dwell with them. Not he might dwell with them. Not it could possibly be that he will dwell with them. Not it's debatable whether he will dwell with them. It says he will dwell with them. Okay? And it says they shall be his people. Here's the question, folks. Do you want to be one of God's people? Raise your hand if you want to be God's people. Amen. Online audience, put a Put something down. Type something in. Say, I want to be part of God's people. We want to hear a response. We want to know if you want to be part of God's people. Because God himself will be with them, and God will be their God. Amen? That is a day that I'm looking forward to. That is a day that I am looking forward to. We are promised that one day we will dwell with God, and he will be with us. But here's the question. What do we do in the meantime, right? What do we do in the meantime? I mean, we're <clears throat> in the presence of God right now. It's the Sabbath day. The Sabbath is the queen day of the week, right? Like the crowning day of the week. <clears throat> we do our work, and it, it's like the train rolls forward, right? It leaves the station, at the close of Sabbath, and we move through the week, and then finally we come to Sabbath again, and there's this culmination. We can step back, look back at our work, join in fellowship with the saints, and we, we worship our Creator on the Sabbath day, just as He has instructed us. But what do we do in the meantime? Because guess what, folks? 
when sundown happens tonight, we got to go to work tomorrow. So what do we do in the meantime? Well, I want to share some inspired counsel with you in a little book called Steps to Christ. Anybody ever heard that book? Anybody ever read that book? If you have never read that book, raise your hand, folks. If you've never read the book, Steps to Christ, raise your hand. Okay, folks, take a note of this. We've got two, possibly three individuals, four or five. Oh, folks, this is good. This is exciting. We've got to order more books, and we'll get some in Spanish for Julio, all right? So we're going to have lots of books, okay? El Camino de Cristo, right? That's what we want to do, Steps to Christ. So here's what it says in the book, Steps to Christ, page 125. But even here, <coughs> Christians may have the joy of communion with Christ. See, friends, you don't have to be lonely. Even here, in this world that is tainted with sin, <coughs> we may have the joy of communion with Christ. They may have the light of His love, the perpetual comfort of His presence. Every step in life may bring us what? Closer to Jesus. Amen? Every step in life may bring us closer to Jesus, may give us a deeper experience of His love, and may bring us one step nearer to the blessed home of peace. Amen? Friends, every step that you take in this life brings you one step closer to heaven. So keep walking. Keep walking. <clears throat> keep walking even though you're old. <clears throat> keep walking even though you're young. Just keep walking. Amen? <clears throat> because there is an epidemic of loneliness in this world. There's an epidemic. And that means that it's prevalent, it's rampant throughout the culture. But your walk with God will bring light to those who are lonely. You have a mission. You have a purpose. And God wants to use you to bring the light and the fellowship of God to others. Amen? Amen. Let's pray. Father in heaven, we are so grateful that you want to dwell with us. And by you meeting with us, you've invited us to meet with you. And we are thankful for this fellowship. We pray that you would bless this message as it goes out and it has just gone out and that others will watch it in the hereafter. We pray that, uh, that it would reach hearts that are lonely. And we thank you, Lord, for hearing and answering this prayer. In Jesus' name, amen. I want to say